monster never stops. Are you bad with directions? Do you get lost every time you take the wheel? Then you need the Ronnie Munn GPS. My wife's having a baby. Take me to the nearest hospital. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the car. We're going to Rick's. The Ronnie Munn GPS hardly never gets you where you need to go. Where's the closest coffee shop? Recalculating. Let's fuck some more. Order the Ronnie Munn GPS and we'll throw in a free tether bag tool bag. Call 1-555-TOPLESS. That's 1-555-T-O-P-L-E-S-S. Hello, Hi, I'd like to make an order, please. Alrighty. Actually, it's from my father. He used to be a DJ, and uh, he doesn't have much time to live, so we thought it'd be nice if he can make the order in his DJ voice, okay? <laughs> Alright, is this a serious order? Yes, of course it's serious. My father was one of the best DJs ever. Awesome. Sorry about that, bud. What can I get you? I want macaroni, not bologna. Give me a pizza with pepperoni. Deliver it fast under an hour. Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower. There must be some kind of way out of here. Uh, not bad. Orange pepperoni pizza? Yes, yeah, shake your ass. Deliver it fast. Uh, you sound good, man. I always sound good in the neighborhood. Yeah. Did it. Get your ass on the farm. Kill that cow for a meatball parm. Make it hot, one won't do. Here's Rob Bass with It Takes Two. W-E-A-T. It takes two to make a thing new. Okay. Have a large pepperoni pizza and a, a whole meatball farm. 78 degrees, Minestrone soup, cloudy and hot. I don't have soup yet. All right. Is this going to be for delivery? I'd like that pie for delivery, but before you head out on the roadways, let's take a look at the traffic report with WEAT Skycopter. Hey, avoid the bridges and tolls, but it's smooth sailing on the surface roads, making your commute a breeze as you deliver my large pie with extra cheese, pepperoni, onions, and sausage. What's that Questions crummy, this may sound funny, but this is a phony phone call, you big dummy. So there won't be any fruit in my tummy. You won't get paid with Pink Floyd's money. Well played, thank you. And now, a drinking tip from the Stern Show's resident booze hound, Richard Christie. If you're going to drink on an airplane, behave. Don't screw it up for the rest of us, like those idiots that get tied down to a seat because they're too drunk. If you keep doing that, they're going to ban drinking on airplanes, so just behave yourself. We're ready to go. Big day today. Big show for all of you who are listening to Sirius XM Pandora. Yeah, I like that new name now. It's growing on me. It's growing on you. I think we should go to letters. SXMP. SXP. SXMP. And P. Right. LGBTQ. Yeah. Right. So we can just keep going with an alphabet. Hey now. <laughs> Good for you, Robin. I agree. Hey now. Well, uh, we have a big show. Uh, Kim Goldman's going to come by. As you know, she is the sister of Ron Goldman, who OJ butchered. And I thought it would be a fitting time to do this in light of OJ's tweets and OJ's attempt to humanize himself and offer various opinions on topics that the world is discussing i thought maybe it's a good time to remind you that uh ron goldman is actually a human being who was 25 years old at the beginning of his life who was actually a person kim will talk about what kind of guy he was and 
how short his life was. And yeah, I was thinking about he, this yesterday, and I said, if you just landed on the planet and you heard OJ on these tweets, you'd think he was a wonderful guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I believe that. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, 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 Here's what I think. The Democrats uh, did not come off that well. Don't but listen to the pundits. It's everyone's civic duty to make their own decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Animal. Hello, He's a Twitter fucking world. maniac. Watch butcherer. the debates with me. Psychopath. Hi, everybody. My Twitter feed is now up and running. Kind of <laughs> gives me a chance to, you know, get my views out there. And straighten out some misconceptions. <laughs> misconceptions. <laughs> There's no misconception when you're concerned, dude. But it's funny. Um, I have these pictures on my computer that remind me that I'm in show business. Oh, yeah? What are they? Well, I mean, like, I'll have a picture of us broadcasting from one of our shows, like uh-huh. uh, like the birthday show, or I'll have a picture of sitting, me sitting with Lady Gaga. And then I get that picture of, like, me and OJ at Trump's wedding. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> I tend to forget that I'm in show business. I don't even think about it. I don't think about Ever being famous, never feel like I'm famous. Well, that's not true. No, I, I, it, it is true. I'm giving you the God's honest truth. I don't really. But you act like a famous person. You might say that, but I don't really. <laughs> I just act like me. It turns out that's how famous you people act. You walk around with bodyguards. Well. You don't go uh, on um the regular elevator. I walk around with bodyguards, Robin, because I can afford to. Um, that comes from out of the paranoia of my childhood. I believe the world is an extremely dangerous place. Uh, I This has nothing to do with fame. I, I, if I, when I lived in Roosevelt, where I was the, the only white guy, I needed bodyguards back then, too. I just couldn't get any. <laughs> my parents left me unprotected. They decided that everything was fine. Well, what about I walk around with tremendous anger about feeling uncared for, and by having anybody walk alongside me, it makes me feel like I have friends. Well, you can say that, but that's how famous people mm. are. Well, if you didn't have a, all this money and and fame, famous people are copying me. You would be walking around differently. And by the way, famous people don't really walk around that way. I'll, I'll give you an example. Who was I just reading about? Who's on the subway every day? I was kind of shocked. And I mean, very famous guy. And there was a picture of him on the subway, and he, yeah, he goes, hey, yeah, I take the subway every Jake day. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, it was Jake Gyllenhaal, Ben Stiller. I can tell um, you that. Very uh, recognizable people who don't have that paranoia. Bradley Cooper has taken the subway Absolutely. to see us many times. Yeah, I know. In fact, when he comes in, never has an entourage, and he goes, yeah, I'm sorry the subway was late. We go, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, Kate McKinnon is regularly down there, who's very recognizable from Saturday Night Live and, and movies. You know. I am, uh. Well, I, there's a certain kind of fame. You're on the Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley tip. No, I'm insane. That's why I'm, uh, that's and why. So were they. <laughs> this has nothing to do with fame. This has to do with a much deep-seated paranoia about the I world. Don't know. You're always looking for, where's my entrance? No, that's not true. Where you don't am know I me at sitting all. at the basketball game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, it, that is a very, that's not fame. That's just like, hey, I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, that's because of a status you think you you deserve. Oh, well, maybe you're right. I don't know. I <laughs> I just don't consciously walk around feeling famous. 
Sarah Jessica Parker takes the subway. So does Andy Cohen. I'm I mean, not are... saying some famous people don't. I'm saying there are certain famous people who set themselves apart. You know who else is on the subway? Balky from Perfect Strangers. Oh. <laughs> I believe. Now, how could he take a subway? I don't know. A lot of people know Balky. But anyway, I uh, the reason I'm having Kim Goldman on today is that I I really uh, feel for her and her family. Um, and she's got a very compelling story. She's got a podcast now about, you know, of course, all things OJ and, and the trial and everything else. And it really is just fascinating. So, yeah, she's got to hit him Instagram for Instagram. But, and she is a, a, a woman who, you know, really has tried to remind people that her brother was a human being. That's all too often what happens with O.J. We read about Ron Goldman, who was 25 when he was butchered and murdered. And we read about uh, O.J.'s wife, who Nicole Brown Simpson, who was 35 when she was butchered. And, uh, you know, you tend to forget when you hear laughing O.J. on that Twitter feed, you know, hey, everybody, uh, yours truly. You almost think, well, this guy couldn't have killed anybody. Right, yeah, you kind of it kind of puts doubt. So we were going to give everyone a little refresher and... You'll learn about Ron and what kind of guy he was. and um, Well, that's the thing. O.J. has continued to live a life. Yeah. Oh. Those people's lives were stopped on that night. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, you, you say he continues to live a life. <clears throat> when you see it on Twitter, again, it, it, who knows what his real life is like and what tortures he goes through. But there he is on the golf course wearing his golfing outfit. He, outfit. he looks very fit, uh, way fitter than I am. And uh, he um, basically is, uh, you know, surrounded by beauty. And, and says has, he has a, bu- a crew that he hangs out with. Yeah, I mean, it all looks pretty good. Here's OJ discussing his birthday on Twitter. I thought I, I know we did a bunch of this yesterday, but. You saved some. I said, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. See, he was in the middle of a fun conversation. Right. He's already laughing and joking with somebody yeah. else. Now he's going to turn his attention to it, you. It's like uh, years ago when he breaks the fourth wall. He's in the middle of his scene. Yeah, oh, that's what I told you about. Uh, oh, hi. Oh, excuse me. Hey, Hello, everybody. Twitter world. I didn't know you were there. <laughs> hey, Twitter world, yours truly. <laughs> just in the middle of having some fun with my crew. But it wasn't a conversation. He acted like he just hit a great golf shot. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. But it's you're interrupting Woo. OJ in the middle of his fun life just so he can take a minute out to talk to us. That's right. He stopped having fun to talk to you. you know, it's like this, uh, J.D. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I was fucking this girl. Uh, oh, I didn't see you there. Hi, buddy. It's OJ. I was in the middle of a great golf shot. Meanwhile, he's not in the middle of anything. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, oh, man, we got so much pussy last time. Oh, excuse me. Wow. It sure is a carefree life. Didn't see you over there. Twitter world, how long have you been there? Yeah. <laughs> how long you been eavesdropping? I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're alive. You're somehow on a golf course. And Ron Goldman is rotting. And missed out on his entire life. And what was he guilty of? He brought your ex-wife a pair of her mother's glasses that she left in a restaurant. And he happened to walk in on you killing someone. So you had, you were, uh, collateral damage. Uh, what, what, uh, uh, no, no, no. Nine inches. I'm more like 10 inches if you measure from my butt. Bo- oh, oh, hello. Hey there, Twitter world. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know you was there. You fucking asshole. 
So that's why uh, we we should have a nice rousing conversation with uh, Kim, Kim Goldman. Uh, um, you know, it's the same as when uh, you know Yoko has to show up every time they have a parole hearing yeah. for Mark David Chapman. Someone has to be there to remind everyone who Mark David Chapman yeah. is. Otherwise, we'd be uh, watching Twitter and be like. Oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, uh, David Chapman, or whatever my name is. Mark David Chapman, and uh, this is my Twitter feed. Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I want to see that. Right. Also, keep in mind, when I'm talking to Kim, she will not say OJ's name. She refers to him as the killer or the murdering liar, which I will oh, go along with. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abide by that. You'll use those terms, too. Yeah, I mean, they call Jerry Lee Lewis the killer. I hope people don't think we're talking to <laughs> about Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, I hope we don't get right. confused. Yeah, no. So I will I will go along with that, too. You know, so that, that's later in the show. We don't need to dwell on that Can right now. Can we also at some point talk to that guy who interviewed him from Buffalo? Because I'd wonder what his motivation was. Marianne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Yeah, Howard, you know, usually I'm the happy, upbeat, joy, joy, all I need. I have such a pit in my stomach. I have been, we filed this case when it first started, the pain to think of what this family's going through and the fact that he's got a platform on Twitter. Why would Twitter let that happen? I don't care freedom of speech. He murdered two people, cold blood. How could this be happening in 2019? Yeah, I mean, you know it's got to burn her ass. I got, well, we'll, let, we'll talk to her when she it comes It burns in. our ass. I yeah. mean, and yeah. we didn't even no ron i even on june 24th i wrote a letter to the daily news about it when i saw he was on twitter it blew my mind i can't believe what's going on may they rest in peace and maybe he'll get off twitter i i just want to hear her i don't want to hear anything about like you said the murder i only want to hear kim goldman yeah well that's that's going to be it by the way those letters that uh, you write to the daily news are pretty good once in a while Marianne gets published. Over the years, uh, Marianne has defended me on certain things. And, Thank you, know, you Howard. Uh, I like. I always. I, that's my favorite part of the daily news: the letters to the editor. Yeah, I was. Re I read them every day. Thank you, Marianne. I hung up on her just before she started crowing. She was really good, and I figured, let me cut her off before she gets bad. Right. She would probably go off any second. Exactly. <laughs> I was, my my spidey sense was going off. <laughs> I was looking at the pay. You know, I come in early and read the paper every morning, trying to. Figure out what's going on in the world. It's rather depressing, honestly. But I was reading the letters to the editor, and the the people the people who write into the Daily News are, are way articulate. Like their opinions are really good. Well, like they the, don't publish every letter, Howard. They don't publish every letter, but the ones they publish really kind of enlighten me. But one person wrote in about how disgusted they are with how dirty Harlem is. That the city has not been cleaning up Harlem. In other words, the garbage pails are overflowing, and uh, for some reason the the um the waste is just not picked up as regularly up in harlem and i you know i wasn't aware of that and then like so you know a lot of people write in about trump and uh, they write really well you know they go what does he mean go back to your country said the guy who's the son of an immigrant father of four half immigrant children husband to two immigrant wives you're un-American, said the five-time draft dodger who faked injuries so he wouldn't have to serve the country he claims to love, though he has never sacrificed a single thing for it, and who sought aid from a foreign government to become president. 
But I mean, who wrote that? I mean, this this person's name is Gaidi Perez. Gaidi. Like, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> what a good writer. I mean, whether you agree with the sentiment or not, I mean, these people are really articulate about their opinions. I mean, I've never written to a newspaper. I've got this forum. I can talk about anything I want. But it, it's generally impressive, the letters people write to the editor. When you're impressed with a country that has free education producing people who can write articulately, I think we're in trouble. No, I don't know. I mean, you're you're trying to make a, a point, but I don't know. I just I just think the people of New York who write into this paper are pretty bright. I don't know. It's just impressive. Well, I, I find it sad that you're impressed. Oh, you're so silly. Over no, I'm, over here. I'm what's really going on sad with you today? That you're impressed with are you being, being a, articulate? Are you being a that's, negative? No, Nelly? that should be a given in this country. <laughs> okay. No, I think maybe it's a actually it's a about to the fact that we have so many articulate people that the education system is working. What do you think of that? Uh, but if 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 you're expecting something, you're not impressed with it. What am I allowed to feel anyway? No, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm just wondering why articulateness is so impressive in a country with uh, this amount of wealth and free education up Prelevant. to the age of 18. Prelevant. <laughs> Either you're saying most of the time you think people are too stupid to write. Prevalent. Anything legible. Well, if you want to look at it that way, that's true, too. I mean, Abominable. Gener- <laughs> yes, thank you, Sal. Abominable. Generally, you meet a lot of idiots out there. And then when you see a, an articulate letter or two, you go, well, maybe there's hope in the world. <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. I understand what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, generally, I see a lot of assholes running around. <laughs> Capillaries. talking to? Yeah. But uh, I was, I was like, kind of like, oh, okay, a couple of really smart people out there. Maybe smart people are like unicorns. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I continue to read about this Epstein guy, you know, and it's pretty remarkable that I don't know how Trump keeps attracting these people. I don't mean Epstein. I mean that that guy who let him off, the guy down in Florida, Jim who Acosta, gave, or yeah, whatever, Jim, his whatever his name is, Alex. I think. Alex Acosta. Alex Acosta. I remember the first Jim name. Jim is on CNN. Right. Oh, okay. Who's pretty good, right? Yeah. Jim Acosta. Trump, I think. I Trump, don't know much. Trump hates him, so <laughs> yeah. he's good. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, he, this guy, Alex Acosta, who was the uh, at the time the guy in charge of prosecuting uh, Epstein and somehow gave him a sweetheart deal. You know, I don't know how Trump keeps getting involved with these people. Like, I mean, you can't pick worse people. Maybe his buddy Epstein called him on the phone and said, here's a good guy. I mean, I've never seen an administration where so many bad people were somehow selected out of all the people who might want to serve. Out of all the people in the country. Yeah, it's it's really quite remarkable, his ability to pick bad people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's a talent. I've never seen an administration pick such dodo heads. It's Quite remarkable, actually. I don't know. Like, does anyone help him vet these people? I don't but, know what's going on in that White House. But in any case, uh, this character, uh, Epstein, who was busy with the 14-year-old girls, when he was out, and there's a lot of, like, th- there's a lot of blame going around. He, When he was living in New York after that, he was supposed to check in with his parole officer every 90 days. He didn't. That was that, They let, and that, they let slide. that go. A lot of shit slid. Let's put it that way. 
a lot of a lot of a lot of people just kind of didn't check up on this guy. Turns out they would let him out of jail while he was in jail. They'd let him out of jail six days a week. We talk about so a he could sweetheart. work. So he could work. Then he'd go to his office to work. And what was he doing at work? Having he had sex. A, he had a, a shitload of girls visiting him. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy was such a sexed up addict. Like, you know, you hear about sex addiction. I mean, you can't possibly want that much sex, especially after you just got, like, breathing sex room. Sex put you in jail. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still. You're still sex stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, you got a problem. That's like the guy, you know, they, they put him in jail for 10 years for coke, and then he gets out and does coke. Right. To the most does. ridiculous extent that he winds up right back in jail. Right. Like, there's just, you know, he's like Anthony Weiner too. I mean, Weiner gets in trouble for texting. He he actually rehabilitates himself in the public. He decides to run for mayor. And again, he starts him with, with the text. Can't stay off the Internet. He can't do it. You know, he doesn't. He never says to himself, I need time out from pussy. There is such a thing, you know, time out from pussy. It's not easy to do, but you can do it. And Yeah, and he was locked up, too. It was basically he was a house husband at that point and supposed to be at home huh. taking care of the kids. He had the kids sitting next to him in bed. <laughs> Pussy, well, heroin, yes. same thing. <laughs> but. But, yeah, uh, Epstein, he, he was he was breaking the law while he was uh, serving time. Right, right. You know, it's it's uh, crazy. Well, did you see the um, the prosecutors in the R. Kelly case? What are they doing? They said they have video. I don't know why these people are constantly taping themselves when they're doing the wrong thing. But they have video, and you can clearly see. They said they said there was no question it's R. Kelly. Right. In the video, having sex and then humiliating a 14-year-old girl. Wow. And they have the girl admitting it's her in the tape. So they said there's no guarantee, again, that he won't break the law while he's on, you know, parole or whatever it is you get when you're waiting for trial and they let you out. And so they want him to stay locked up until he goes to court. Game of Thrones got 32 nominations. Oh, it, it leads the Emmys with 32 nominations. Game Did of you Thrones. see what I started reading the list of the nominations? Yeah. It's just about everybody in the cast. <laughs> just about everyone in the cast, and it has no rhyme or reason. Because I was right. talking to resident uh, genius on television, John Hine. Uh huh. And uh, he was telling me some stuff. The, first of all, hit him with the high! That horrible episode where it was shot all in the dark. You couldn't see? Where you couldn't see anything. That guy was nominated for best director for that episode. Yeah. For the dark episode that right. you couldn't see, which now leads me to believe that when he gets up to accept his award, they should turn out all the lights. <laughs> see how he be. likes it. Oh, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are you kidding me? That, I mean, they just nominated a guy for the worst episode of television ever. You know, either that or, you know, people with x-ray vision or, or actual bats. Who watch TV by yeah, sonar. Yeah, you know, cats don't need light. No. They enjoyed the episode. But Game of Thrones is getting a ton of nominations. But I was reading one category. It's every Game of Thrones actress except Amelia Clark. It's the girl who played, uh, what's Arya? It's the girl who played, uh, Cersei. It's the girl, you know, it's just like every other woman. Now, here's a weird thing about that. The guy who 
you know, was the lead guy, Kit Harrington, who played, yeah. uh, what's his character's name? Oh, God. John Snow. John Snow. He got the best he actor nomination. Here's John Hine in case I run into trouble with this, but, uh, Kit Harrington got best actor nomination for playing John Snow. Peter Dinklage got a best supporting actor nomination. Now, I don't know what show they were watching, right. but Peter Dinklage, why is he a supporting actor? He's always been nominated as supporting actor. But you know why? I'll Doesn't tell you exactly matter, why. He I'll tell was you why. So much of the show. Of course. I'll tell you why. It's because he's a little person. I'm telling you. What is the difference between Kit Harrington and Peter Dinklage on that show? Peter Dinklage you. was that whole show. I don't you give a fuck. You didn't wait to see Jon Snow. You waited no. to see Peter Dinklage. Exactly. So Jon Snow and the Khaleesi got... I'm telling you, it's, lead. It, is, yeah. it is little people discrimination. And well, I, am I think the, that's going a bit far. Hold it. You know I'm the Al Sharpton <laughs> for little people. I'm that guy that they turn to. People see a half-size, you know, kind of a guy, and right away they diminish him in their minds. I'm telling you, Peter Dinklage is the star of that show. Well, wow. uh, I think they go uh, by heroin and hero. I don't and, care what he's and on. And Jon Snow was allegedly the hero of Game of uh, Thrones. Well, um, that that's irrelevant. Lead actor can be a can be a bad guy too. Now, well, Peter Dinklage wasn't a bad guy. What about Peter Dinklage? Oh, right. He was he was he was a lead. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm simply saying there could have been some other rationale. What about Bagel Boss versus Peter Dinklage? <laughs> Bagel Boss guy. We were trying to decide this morning. Is Bagel Boss the, the company? A lot of people here didn't even know that Bagel Boss is a place. Yeah. Bagel Boss is actually huge on Long Island. I don't know where else, but they've got a million of them. But is Bagel Boss the company happy that that guy started to fight in Bagel Boss and now he's known as the Bagel Boss guy. And my conclusion Well, this is, is free publicity, Exactly. Don't you think? That's how I'm looking at it. Bagel Boss is thrilled. Anyway, I'm just saying with the nominations, there's an attitude that little people can only support full-size people. And that's why Peter Dinklage wasn't given the best actor nod. Yeah, but in a in a show like that also, again, like I said, every other woman was a supporting actress. Right. Cersei was such a huge character. S supporting actress. I know, but she's a lead. Yeah. She's here's a another, lead. Here's another weird question. Yeah. The uh all these uh they, they give uh, awards for late night television. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh talk show category. And uh, everyone was nominated, pretty much, except The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And this is the oh. second year in a row this has happened. More, more than two years. Every year they ignore him. For some Why? reason, they ignore The Tonight Show. Yeah, that, is he a little person? Yeah. How tall is uh, Jimmy Fallon? He's tall. I've seen him. <laughs> so what is going on there? I mean, you know, certainly Jimmy Fallon is as good as the other talk shows. Why, did, why does somebody there have a bug up their ass about Jimmy Fallon? It's a good question. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel got nominated. Colbert got nominated. James Corden got nominated. Did this start happening around the time he rubbed Trump's head? Hmm. I, that's a good question. So in other words, is this a political nomination? How are now, how are the Emmys not, how do they give out these nominations? Who decides? Is there a committee? Yeah. There's, know? there's a committee for all different types of categories. It's not just like, one or two people saying this is the way it's 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 cumulative in other words uh, our friend jimmy kimmel is nominated our friend uh, stephen colbert is nominated correct 
James Corden, our friend, is nominated. Correct. Samantha B, our friend. Samantha B, our friend, is nominated. <laughs> John Oliver. John Oliver is nominated. Everyone but, but Jimmy Fallon and Busy Tonight were nominated. Right. Seth Meyers didn't get nominated this year either. He didn't. Nope. That was probably just they forgot he was on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so late at night when Seth well, is on. Well, James Corden was right. recognized. Well, that's be, that's because he's uh, he's on the Emmys. I mean, the Tonys. Oh. So, uh, really, you know, if I'm Jimmy Fallon, I gotta be, a, I gotta ask him. I wish he would call in. I, you're listening right now, Jimmy. You call in. Is I'd he be, in the country? I'd be pissed. <laughs> he's in the country. Yes. I believe. What do I know? He's, he's on vacation. He's living in a van down by the river. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I would really like to know how he feels about that. All bullshit aside. Oh, and Bill Maher wasn't nominated, which is odd to me because I think is Bill, he considered late night? Well, yeah. it's considered a talk show. Well, that's the other thing with the Emmys. The categories are so weird. Like, you know, there's limited series, miniseries, talk show, special. It, it, it really makes it wide enough where you can, it, it's, it's pretty sad if you don't get nominated because right, there's so many qualify. different ways. Yeah. And also there will be no host this year. That's the new thing. They have not deemed a host as of yet, but I don't think there's going to be one based on the Oscars and the other things that have happened lately. Good. You don't need it. Yeah. I think it proved that. Right. Once again, trying to avoid controversy. Yep. Exactly, Robin. There's Howard, a- can I ask John a question about the late night thing? There's no limit on how many people. Let's open up the uh, floor to some <laughs> questions. Well, yes. uh, let me ask Our one first- other question because I don't remember. <clears throat> Was that uh, Noah? Daily Show? Yeah. I think that is nominated, yeah. Let us open the floor to some questions now. We'll hear our first question from Gary <coughs> Delavate. Is there a limit on how many late night people can be nominated? No. <coughs> some of these categories go on and on. Like there are eight best supporting actresses in comedy, but six best supporting actors in comedy. Yeah. There's no consistency at all. So they could no, there's there's no limit. That's not why the Tonight Show did not get nominated. <coughs> Now, uh, in a further effort to open the floor, we'll hear from um, Hollywood agent uh, from the Khaleesi. <laughs> yeah, John, why the fuck wasn't my client Khaleesi nominated? She was. She is. She's nominated for Best Actress. Oh, oh, I thought you said when you walked in, she wasn't nominated. No, no, she got the Best Actress. All the other actresses are in the Supporting oh. Actress category. All right, hold on. Scratch that. You're not listening. And hey. how could you not know? Hey. What? How about my client Khaleesi getting nominated <laughs> for Best Actor? Uh, well, you over can switch it up. All those other gals. <laughs> switch it up on a dime. Your other cl- Did she uh, get nominated for Best Tits? <laughs> there is no category. Oh, no, nothing like that. No, huh? no. Oh, that's a shame because she would win. What about his other client? Your Millie other Bobby client, Millie Bobby Brown, is not nominated because Stranger Things did not air during yeah. the time where they vote on uh. these. That'll be next year. Yep. Yep, how about my client, the Khaleesi? And she didn't even have to show her titties for a whole season. Pretty much. Couple seasons. Couple seasons, and she's still getting nominated. (laughs) See? See how show business works? (laughs) Thank you, Khaleesi agent. What did we decide his name was? Oh, God. We we haven't mentioned his name in a long time. Uh, we, We gave him a name. It was funny, too. Oh, Somebody better go look that Anybody up. Anybody know my name? <laughs> Marty Gold, right? <clears throat> was it that? I think there was a better name on the table. <clears throat> Whatever you want to call me. I don't like Marty Gold. It's like typical. I'll uh, remember it. 
there's a uh, there's a category this year which is sort of like the potpourri, and it has comedians and cars getting coffee. It has Letterman's talk show in it. My guess, and then it has Anthony Bourdain. Surviving R. Kelly is Emmy nominated in the same category. All in the same category. And what is that ca- category? It's like outstanding, original, special, variety. I, it, it, <laughs> I don't even know. How come I can't ever be nominated? You know, it's interesting because now you're making me think. Yeah, they change categories every year. Every year. Springsteen don't... got nominated for an Emmy. His special, his Netflix special. Uh, it really is outstanding how many different things get nominated. How about the... Is my name Larry Shire? Maybe. Was that it? That sounds right. Where'd we come up with that? That sounds like a real guy. <laughs> he represents Gail King. Oh, that's right. I'm Larry Shire. I represent Gail King. <laughs> the Khaleesi. The Khaleesi. And who else Madonna. do I represent? I Jackie Madonna. Joke Man. <laughs> Jackie the Joke Man. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I said to Jackie, we'll get you something. Don't worry. We're going to teach that company how to negotiate. <laughs> Larry Shire. Well, LeBron James, too, I think. And LeBron. I have a uh, very, very diverse client list. You go, uh, yeah, you spanned ages, too, from Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown, not Bobby Brown. I'm sorry, to Joke Man, who is 100. (laughs) Joke Man. (laughs) Still waiting for him to tell me a joke. (laughs) How long have you represented him? I represent him and Gallagher, too. I don't mean Gallagher. I mean Gallagher too. I see. Yeah, yeah, with the watermelon. <laughs> Kids a scream. I'm telling you, he's gonna make a big comeback. I also, uh, for a time, represented Brian Dunkelman, if you remember him. Wow, I didn't drop. know that. You yeah. dropped him? Hey, he was driving an Uber. It was getting ridiculous. <laughs> We're gonna get him something though. You'll see. He'll be back. You will. You'll. He'll be back. Yeah, don't uh, job shame now. Yep. Come on. Uh, let's go to Joe. Hey, Joe, you're on the air in Utah. Yo, 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 Howard. Yes. Hey, I agree with you completely. Um, if you go to the IMDb page of uh, Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage appears in 67 episodes, more than anyone else. Of course. More than Kid Harrington. Yeah. Well, that's my point. Uh, you know, the only oh, reason God. Peter Dinklage wasn't nominated in the Best Actor category. You feel. Uh, not I feel, I know. <laughs> it's because know? he's a little person. <laughs> and it's discrimination. And I'm calling for, what am I calling for, Robin? <laughs> You're calling for equality for equality little people. Equality for little people. Why, why do they have to be diminished? Are you going to start representing? Yes. Little actors of America. Or I will. He got the short end of the stick. <laughs> no, no, no joke no intended. Pun intended. That's right. Well, let's go to Glenn, who might want to uh, say something. I don't know. What, Glenn? Go ahead. I know what you want to say. Equal pay for little people. Come on, Glenn. Out with it in New Jersey. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now, Howard. Um, here's my question for you. If uh, Beth turned to you and um, said, "Listen, for the for the cats, for the shelter, I want to go on Housewives of New York City," would you do it? <laughs> Why does he have to do it? <laughs> well, it, you have to open up your home for the cameras if you're a housewife. Is that right? Uh, That's a rule. Number one, if I was married to a woman who wanted to be on Housewives of anything, 
I would just divorce her. No, you divorce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a quickie divorce. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, there is no way I could marry someone who would have that desire to be on Housewives of anything. But, but you have lived with this woman and love this woman every day for how many years? You can and fall out of love. one day she says, just on one day, she says, honey, I'm thinking about going on Housewives of New York or yeah. whatever it's called. You're divorcing her that day? That day, yeah. <laughs> I have a lawyer standing by in case someone loses their mind. No, of course I would never want to be with someone who would want to be on a show like that and, and live a life of, uh, in front of cameras. In fact, I'll have you know, many years ago, going back to uh, when this fran these franchises started, or, or I don't even, I mean, just multiple times, Beth was asked, oddly enough, not only to be a housewife of New York, but to be a housewife of Beverly Hills. What? And we reminded the producers that we don't live in California. <laughs> household together in california yeah. i mean if i was going to be a, a complete idiot and put my entire private life on camera i would do that with my own production company and make huge ratings and at least get paid the real house the housewives as I'm, I'm sure andy would tell you they don't get paid jack shit they're just they're just very you know for the most part dis disturbing types of women who really desperately need to be famous for one reason or another it's funny because there was a, I uh, caught a little snippet of an Oprah show with Kelsey Grammer. Right. Last week while I was sitting at home, I saw this thing and I said, oh, let me see what this is. Because it was all about what he thought of being on the Housewives of Beverly Hills, which his ex-wife is still on. Notice he got divorced as soon as she joined up. Well, they were in the process of getting a divorce, and that was part of the divorce settlement mm -hmm. that he had to make a certain number of appearances. <laughs> and one of the reasons she was divorcing him was because she had given up so much to be his wife, and now she wanted her own fame. That's no. what he said. <laughs> she gave up so much. <laughs> I think she got a good end of the deal. She well, ended up with a lot of money. Well, as far as, uh, you know, he, but, you know, she publicly humiliated him, saying yeah. he was a cross-dresser. Oh, I, I, mean, uh, I, I can play that for you. Here's Camille. Camille Grammer. We know Camille from, uh, she was in the movie Private Parts, actually, and she used to do our show. She started yeah. out as like a, she was one of the girls who danced on MTV. MTV, right. And uh, we knew her. Very, very beautiful girl. And then the next thing we knew, she married Kelsey Grammer from Frasier. And like, we were all kind of stunned, you know, because, you know, wow, that's weird. What a weird coupling. <laughs> we didn't know how it happened. So, like, recently she was on Real Housewives, and Camille's house burned down in Beverly Hills recently due to those earthquake fires or whatever the fuck was going on. Wildfires. Wildfires. And um, so Andy Cohn says, gee, uh, has, uh, has Kelsey reached out to you uh, when the fires are burned? And then she's like, oh, no, he hasn't. Here, here, listen to this. Kelsey okay. ever reach out to you after your house burned down? Oh, by the way, that's Andy's move. I love it. He and, has somebody else ask that yes, he, has, he has one of the producers on the phone <laughs> asking a question. Kelsey okay. ever reach out to you after your house burned down? Who? Did Kelsey reach out to you after your no. house burned down? No. Really? Not at all. No. For real? For real. Nothing. And everyone's like, wow, wow. what a horrible okay. person. Meanwhile, she has only badmouthed Kelsey to, to no end. Yeah. And quite frankly, the only reason you had that house is because of Kelsey. 
And that was his point. He said, at this point, they have no relationship with each other. They can't even have a civil conversation. Well, why Why would the guy have a relationship with her when she's on the Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills humiliating the guy constantly? Listen to this. Uh, here she states she can't remember being in bed with Kelsey. I don't even remember, like, being in bed with the man, for God's sake. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's been that long. Not that it was ever that hot and heavy. <laughs> then she talks about his kissing. Yeah, he's a bad kisser. Forget it. Forget it. Oh, Forget my it. God. My ex was a terrible kisser. Oh, no. <laughs> she always goes, my ex, but we know who her ex is. Right. Who else is there? Yeah, and then she talks about, the, she insinuates he had a small penis. <laughs> my mom used to say that to me. Oh, God, forgive me for saying this, but she goes, if he's got a big, there's things I can fix. There's certain things I can't fix. <laughs> oh, I have to say, it's a rumor. Big hands, big feet, big Not disappointment. Sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> True. And then basically, I was married to that. Why did she agree to the marriage? Yeah, ex- well, that's that <laughs> exactly. And then she said she used the strap on with Kelsey. I used to wear these contraptions with my ex. What? Camille? That's why we're no longer together. You mean a strap on? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I know what I'm looking at. My ex and I did some sexy, kinky play. (laughs) Well, you know, one wonders, as Robin says, why would she marry a guy who had a small penis, who was a disappointing kisser? Terrible kisser. Maybe because he had a lot of money. Never hot and heavy. Didn't sound like a lot of love was in there anywhere. So you can't go on TV and say, geez, my husband didn't call me because uh, my house burned down. What, what a terrible person, uh, you know, implying that. And then at the same point, bash him every single minute and, and, and hit him where it hurts by telling the world he has a small penis, saying that he likes a strap on on his ass. He'll be begging for begging. Yeah. The You know, and the other thing that uh, Kelsey said was, you know, Oprah said to him, uh, "You, she seemed to be blindsided by the divorce. And and he said, all of my appearances were part of a divorce agreement. There was no blindsiding. The marriage was already over before she, you know, joined the cast of that show. Really? Well, in any case... um I do. Uh, as a fan of Beverly Hills Housewives, though, I will say that uh, Camille has come back on the show and uh, saved the show. The show was getting so insufferably boring that I was almost thinking of bailing. And, I, <laughs> and she's back on and just basically. <laughs> you love all the lies. She, no, she's she's um, she's actually just fighting with everyone and being a real, you know, she's being a real player. So she's made the show good again. But you don't think any of that is real true. I don't care. I just need to see people fight or else I'm not. I need to see rich people fight. I like it. Amazing. It appeals to me. And uh, bravo to Andy for putting all that on the air. Anyway. They they didn't get a nomination, did they? They should. My two favorite shows on television still to this day are The Bachelor and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And no nominations. No nominations for my shows. All the good shows never get nominated. (laughs) No, they just they just give a best director award to a guy who basically didn't light the episode. The worst episode in in television history, they decided to nominate. So they're endorsing all of this poor lighting. And I and I do feel bad for Jimmy Fallon. I mean, it's like, oh, come on, there's something up there. I mean, yeah, how do you piss whether, off all of show business? Yeah, whether you watch, yeah, whether you watch the Tonight Show or not, you know Jimmy Fallon's a, a talented guy and certainly as talented as anybody else. 
And if you're nominating everyone, it's like Benji not being at the party. Yeah. Poor Benji. <laughs> Why not Jimmy? Right. Hell, Benji wasn't even on the alt- alternative list. He wasn't at the top. No. <laughs> I felt bad from yesterday. I gave him a little pat on the shoulder and I said, Did you? I said, You're doing a good job. Well, I did. I walked out with him and I said, I wasn't invited either, Benji, and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> you know who's angry about Jimmy Fallon not being nominated for a Emmy Award? Who? This is shocking. A guy named Dr. Bruce Banner. You guys know him as the oh. Hulk. Oh, the Hulk wanted Bruce, uh, wanted Jimmy nominated? Hulk, what's going on? <laughs> See? He's turning. so upset you can't even understand what he's saying no i don't even know what his issue is hey wait maybe if we talk to him as dr bruce banner on another note i'd just like to say samantha b i'm glad she got nominated it's time for women to get recognized you know i think that they're really funny <laughs> dr like banner that. hi i think yeah hi hi. hi hi sorry to interrupt uh you know you were quite upset as hulk it was hard to understand why you were upset about jimmy fallon oh it's pretty simple i can tell you right now <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, enjoyable to watch. Hulk feel Jimmy Hulk's friend when Hulk watch. Wow! <laughs> I love when he. I love when he's calm, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I love the Hulk. Loved it. Loved the love him in the movies. Loved him on TV. That was a show. Bill Bixby, rest in peace. Yeah, they didn't mess up the Hulk TV show by trying to make him like a cartoon. We're so great, too. Like, Bill Bixby, he's like a good-looking actor, you know, and all of a sudden he turns into the Hulk, and then it's Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, now they have the same guy playing yeah. the Hulk and Bruce Banner. Yeah, well. Back in that day, they had to get Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, and they should have had an actor that looked like Lou Ferrigno <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Bill Bixby, what a mess. <laughs> Like, wow. When you became hoping you turned into the Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> it was so great, too. And then his pants and his shirt would rip. But, of course, like his cock would never come out. It was like the pants would stay on. but His pants well, would turn into shorts. Well, his waist would always stay the same. Yes. Yeah, he was ripped, so his waist would stay the same. <laughs> like, but the legs would be torn. His clothes were always on afterwards. Or Bill Bixby walking with a backpack, the somber music yeah. at the right. end of each episode. <laughs> Next now, one. when he would go back to being the Hulk, were the clothes just ripped? I forget. They, yeah, like his shirt was on him, but in tatters, but, oh. but still. I like when, because uh, he was the guy from the courtship of Eddie's father. All of a sudden you go, hey, wait a second. <laughs> that, that's the courtship of Eddie's father becoming the Hulk. Well, and, he was great because he had. And where's like, that Japanese gal he was married to? Yeah. <laughs> the th- uh, the three different shows. My favorite Martian. He had a, he had a great career. And then uh, my uh, the courtship of Eddie's father, and then the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Hulk it was so good, Doctor Bruce Banner. And I love the stuff that get him upset. Like uh, you know, like it was, his upsetness was random. 
Sometimes really horrible things would happen. He'd be able to keep cool. He wouldn't turn into the Hulk. Then something dumb would happen. (laughs) Then he'd become the Hulk. It was like a last straw kind of thing. It was like, you know, you should see a psychiatrist. The things that set you off are so random. It's like he'd miss a parking spot and all of a sudden that would make him angry. (laughs) (laughs) And then when he'd become the Hulk, he was supposed to be unleashed. In fact, if you talk to Stan Lee, the way they created that character was very Freudian. It was like... What would man be like if he had no ego or superego? He'd just be unleashed id. He'd be yeah. an animal. And so, so he never, but he never hurt the the good people. Exactly. Then, then he'd turn into the Hulk, unleashed id, but he was kind and had some sort of rational thought about good people, only went after bad people. The whole show made no sense. <laughs> but we loved it. But it was on from 1978 to 82. <laughs> and I bet you won a few Emmys. It. Yeah. Couldn't wait for it, it to come awesome. back. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the wrap on the Emmys. Let's go to Pat. Pat, you're on the air in uh, Wisconsin. Hi, Howard. I wanted to thank you for suggesting that movie a couple of weeks ago on um, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Bigfoot with Sam Elliott. I thought it was great. And every time you suggest a movie, I watch it. You're like the Mr. Ebert there. And um, I just want to tell you, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, by the way, let me get the name of it straight. It's It's called The Man Who Killed Hitler. And then killed Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, I forgot to watch it. Oh, it's great. It's the best. (laughs) Sam Elliott, like, playing it like he's he's up for an Oscar. First of all, you don't win an Oscar if you're in a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and then killed Bigfoot. That would have to be some acting (laughs) performance. But Sam Elliott, God bless him, you know, he he, he took it seriously. And he still got an Oscar. Yeah. Well, he got an Oscar for something else. Not for that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's an awesome movie. Um, Goes and kills Hitler, and the next thing you know, they the the government. The only guy who can kill Bigfoot is Sam Elliott. Yes, because he's immune from Bigfoot's uh, big. It turns out I didn't know this about Bigfoot, and but it's Bigfoot, not true about well, Bigfoot, is but, it? Well, go with me on this. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this about Bigfoot, but it turns out Bigfoot has this power where wherever he walks, people just die, <laughs> and the only guy who doesn't die is Sam Elliott. So the government has to send him in to kill Bigfoot. But how did they know Sam Elliott had this immunity? That's never explained in the movie. So I'm <laughs> this hoping is not important. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, uh, recruit people to watch this movie so they can explain it to me. <laughs> I'm working on a sequel though. Bin Laden and the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I'm trying to get that Navy SEAL who killed Bin Laden uh, to. He also has to kill the Loch Ness yeah. monster. It'll be a documentary. <laughs> I was busy yesterday. Long day. I realized, like, I did, you know, I, I, oh, thank you, uh, Pat. Appreciate it. Thank you, Howard. Uh huh. Bye bye. See, she likes my movie recommendation. Boy, is she, uh, she's interesting. Up, she's up for a treat. <laughs> but, uh, busy day yesterday. I should take a break before, uh, anything else, but who cares? You know, I thought I was coming here. There'd be no commercials. Still, still trying to, Still reeling? Still I mean, try- it's been years. Still trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, I did the radio, you know, Tuesday's a big day for me. I, I do the radio show four hours and then I take a quick nap. Although again, they started in with construction downstairs. It was the worst I've heard it so far. So I Well, even- I told you all the heavy stuff starts as soon as the show stops. Yeah. They, they must have somebody listening. Can they fucking take a break from 11.30 to 12.30 when I'm napping in my office? Well, then they're never going to get anything done. I don't care. <laughs> it's our company. 
You can't get a bit of sleep around here at work. Imagine that. Unless you're Gary. He seems to sleep through he everything. He can sleep through anything. Right. He slept <clears throat> right through the show. <laughs> <clears throat> One time, boy. <clears throat> <clears throat> but, yeah, so I, I tried to take a little nap. Then we had a meeting for... How long did that meeting go to? I think two o'clock or something. Really long meeting. Oh, and then I went like, that's like doing a seven, 17 hour radio show. I'd been going since four o'clock in the morning. It was a lot of yapping and talking. Productive? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a great crew. We all got together in a room and talked about stuff. You know, planning a lot of good things for the radio show. It was nice. Good. Fred wasn't there. Where was Fred? He was busy. Oh. <laughs> busy with, you know, true is creating something great. Absolutely. Yeah. Busy with nonsense. Nonsense. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What are you, not part of the staff? Sure, I'm part of the staff. Yeah, where were you? I didn't realize my attendance was required. Well, not required, but it would have been nice to see you there. All right. I was giving my state of the radio show oh. address. You missed it. Dad, I'm sorry I missed it. No. Oh, you might, you might have, uh. Might have learned something. Well, I doubt you would have learned anything. <laughs> but. I don't know. Fred's kind of like grandfathered in as to not having to do it, you know, not to having to go to meetings. He is? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I never see him at a meeting, so I guess. I thought he attended all those meetings. And I had like this big meeting and we're talking about the show and, you know, things we want to do and everything. And then I said, hey, does anyone on staff want to say anything? And Benji goes, I do. Oh, no. And he goes, uh, <laughs> you, you definitely lost weight. You look good. <laughs> he didn't stand up in that meeting and say yeah. that. Yeah, he did. That was his comment. What is that all about? I don't know. <laughs> so then I talked about possibly getting a Peloton. In the meeting. In the meeting, yeah. That's why probably Fred didn't miss yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think you can get an app for that and try it out. See if you like it. You can use any bike you want. Then why do I need a Peloton it won't, bike? It won't work on a, on a regular bike. Oh, no. I don't know. I was reading something different. And it will, but it won't work the way you want it to. Right. But at least you get an idea of how it works. Hey. Sorry you now weren't we're there. Now we're back yeah. at Peloton again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they offered me a bike, right? Gary, Gary said in the meeting yesterday, Peloton offered I me a bike. I figured they'd have to be hearing this. Well, they had offered me a bike a while ago, but I have a policy. I don't take anything for free, but I, I certainly would like to demo one. So they said I could go somewhere and demo it. I just would hate to buy one and then just have it collect dust. I'd like to, I'd like to use one for a week and see if I really use it. But then they get a used bike. Yeah, then. I know. Yeah, but it's a celebrity. It's. Different. Oh, so you can sell Howard Stern's yeah. bike, you think? Oh, yeah, they'd get a premium for that. <laughs> you know, like Bobo or someone would buy it. <laughs> yeah, I got to get it together. I really now have to do something to get my heart rate up. I used to run every day, and now I'm not doing anything. And it's depressing me. You well, know? please don't get depressed. Oh. Get that bike over here. Yeah, right. I, you don't, I don't want to live through that. Yeah, I know. You don't want to live through it. She's already living through it. Like Robin and I will be talking. She'll be talking about, you know, life and death stuff, cancer, this, that. And I, and I go, never mind you. What Can about I me? talk about my problem? Right. Who cares? 
You'll be fine. You'll probably you're gonna outlive me. So just calm down. She doesn't appear to be going anywhere. Oh, I have to tell you, there was a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, With and who? I left shaken. Me? Yeah. Oh man, what are you talking about? I call to I call to cheer you up. <laughs> And the way I choose to cheer you up is to tell you how miserable I am. Oh, and that makes you feel good about your goodness. life. goodness. I was like, oh, my God, that was so dark. What was this conversation? I don't recall. It was your view of the world. You just huh. got off onto a tangent of what the world is like for you now. You know, like this political whole a political situation. Right. And what you think and where the country's going and how bad decisions are that are being made. And you're, yeah. uh, you think everything's out of control and I nobody's do. at the rudder. And I was like, oh, my God. I hope that he doesn't walk around like that 24 hours a I day. I pretty much do. I'm pretty pissed off. Oh, my goodness. I was just, I really was. I was like, oh. I'm really worried about my country. I don't want to stay here. <laughs> I am worried about this country. I don't want to be in this conversation anymore. Well, that was meant to cheer you up. Yeah, well, I I almost, I was like, geez, that that sounds very, very depressing to when me. When you're not feeling well, I, I make it seem like, you know what? It wouldn't be so bad to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea? Yeah. You might as well go. Look yeah. how horrible the world is. Aren't you is. lucky you're going? <laughs> I try to help you. Oh my yeah, goodness! Worried about you. Sheesh. Anyway, I do. Hey, we've talked for an hour. I'm going to uh, take a break. When we come back, um, I have a like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be on fire when we get back. I'm gonna really dive in. Okay. All right. So just try to stay with me. We'll be back right after these words. Hey now. Yes, Brooke. You're on the air in Vermont. Uh, hey now. Hey now. Um. Hey. Hey. So. Howard, I, I know you go to bed early, but um, have you, has anyone showed you, or have you heard of the show um, on NBC called Bring the Funny? Bring your funny? Um, no. No, Bring the Funny. It's on After America's Got Talent. Um, no, I haven't seen it. You haven't? Well, I was watching it last night for the first time, and I, I'm a little wishy-washy on the show, but um, there's a puppet, a puppeteer on there, a puppet guy. He he does this whole comedy show. Um through a puppet, and he never really shows what he looks like or anything. Um, his name, my name, or the puppet's name is Randy Feltface. So I, w- I was just curious if you saw that. It was it was interesting to see because everybody else came up and just did stand up comedy, and he came out with a puppet and the deal. Brooke, I love you, but what, what, are, what we are we talking, talking about, about here? here? What is going on? Uh, I was just I was curious if you saw the show. I know you like. Well, puppets, he did. I know. I didn't see it, and, yeah. I, and and I've seen guys with puppets. I mean, what, that doesn't sound all that novel. Yeah. Well, the others were doing stand up. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Based on what you've said, Brooke, I'm never going to watch that show. I don't think you should. That's what no, I was getting at. I it's see. not that great. Anyway, I, so I really you want me to see the show? You but... want to know him to know about a show that's not that great? <laughs> I was just curious if you heard it, and he answered it, and then I kept going because I'm a little nervous. So I just, you know, just, now the puppet just guy. Of you last night here, at Howard. So you say this puppet guy? <laughs> he doesn't show his face. He he never shows his face. He never shows his face. Chris yeah, and then you say he the everyone else talks and shows their face, but he just uses a puppet. 
The whole time. The Everybody whole time. Comes out. And the puppet's name is Randy what? Randy <laughs> Feldstein. <laughs> Randy Feldstein? I know. It was a little weak. I know. I know. Brooke, I, what's your story? Uh, you got a job? My, well, should I have a dog? No, I said, do you what have you a say? job? A job, yes. I'm a painter. Oh, you're a painter. A house, a a house, house painter. painter. Yeah. I am. Yeah, the other kind I, of painters I, don't make any money. <laughs> well, they're busy. They're not yeah. watching uh, Bring the Funny. Well, ha, 